Hey, hey, it's Coach Dr. Kim. I started this journey after having a stroke at the age of 36 years old. Since that time, I have moved forward with helping people live their best life, and I haven't turned back. This show is about learning to be present, open, and intentional in every area of your life. Keep listening to hear what I've been thinking, and be sure to rate, subscribe, and review. Kim, I could hear you thinking. Last week on the show, we talked about Kirk, or we talked to Kirk, also known as Keeping It Real Kim, aka Coach Dr. Kim, alter ego. This week, I want to talk about feedback. Really, I want to raise the question, how do you take feedback? Straight, no chaser, salty, sweet, or not at all? As you reflect on that, I also want you to think about how you give feedback. Do you give it the same way as you take it or do you consider the preference of the receiver? When we think about giving and receiving feedback, it's tempting to think that people want it like we want it, you know, treat others the way we want to be treated, the golden rule. Except that doesn't always turn out well, especially when it comes to giving people words of wisdom, how to improve or criticism even if you consider it to be constructive. So whether you are on the receiving end or the giving end, there are some best practices that you can use. And to frame both processes, I encourage you to ask yourself something that I learned from the guru Cy Wakeman. What do I know for sure? This will take you out of an emotional response and put you more into an objective, reflective response. So things that both giver and receiver can consider are focusing on the behavior and not the person. Be specific, be realistic, and one that I really truly believe in is be timely. Giving someone outdated feedback is like a slap in the face because they had no idea that anything needed to be improved or that it was wrong. If you had the meeting on Tuesday, And then five weeks later, you tell them how that meeting went. That doesn't feel good. It feels like maybe you were talking about them behind their back, et cetera, et cetera. And if they haven't been listening to self-improvement or these podcasts or they don't have a coach, then they might not be asking themselves what I know for sure. Instead, they're coming up with a narrative in their head. And then own it. Don't start it with somebody said or leadership wants me to tell you or they said, because I've always wanted to know who is they. It's only me and you in the room. If you are the receiver of feedback, take a deep breath, because if you are a go getter, a goal getter and someone who generally prides themselves on being excellent, It can be difficult to receive feedback. And I can say that of myself as well. So breathe, pause, and then again, what do I know for sure? Stay aware of your response, stay present in the moment, and listen. There is sometimes and usually a grain of truth in what you are hearing. And it may be the truth of the person speaking and not your truth. But there's always something to learn. And then reflect. Reflection is a very powerful tool for growth. 
don't miss these types of opportunities to level up. And then for both parties, follow-up is good. If you dish out some hard feedback, welcome a response, welcome follow-up conversations. And depending on the level of their relationship, you just might want to check in on that person later and see how things are going. And if you received that difficult feedback, then sometimes it behooves you to go back to that person because maybe you need more information. Maybe something was vague and it maybe they didn't listen to this podcast again. And so they gave you unrealistic and not specific feedback. But I want to make a disclaimer here. Don't argue. If you can help it at all, don't argue. What added benefit does that give you to your life, your career, your emotional state? And what would the outcome be of that? That's part of this reflective process. So this is something that I've had to cultivate over the years. I did not previously receive feedback well at all because I strive to do everything well. And I felt like I put so much time and effort into this only if they could have seen all the things I did. Yet I had to realize that feedback didn't mean it negated my hard work. It simply meant there was room for improvement and just maybe someone saw something in me and they wanted me to continue to grow and get even better. And when I reframed it like that, it wasn't so bad. Sometimes it still hurt, but it wasn't as bad. Now, I do want to just give you the Kirk version of this, though. Feedback that goes something like this, you're not friendly enough. You don't seem interested. You are um, not approachable or you don't seem like you really want to be involved. You're not a good fit. Um just those general vague statements, that's not feedback. That's bias. Feedback without supportive statements or examples of behaviors to support the statements is opinion. And there's nothing wrong with opinions. Yet if you want a person to grow or to modify something, then what you tell them needs to have some substance. And so dishing out words to no added benefit of the hearer is just that lip service. So in my opinion, the intent should be to facilitate growth, not to stall or stunt their growth or to tear them down or to leave them confused and bewildered. So I would say... We always have room to grow in the way we communicate. So let's continue to cultivate and level up in how we lift each other up. And that's what I've been thinking. To schedule a session with Kim, visit www.kimrages.com where you can learn more about her. You can also book a free life coaching consultation. Find the link to her book, Meeting Just Fine, A Life-Changing Encounter, available on Amazon.com. View her TED-style talk, 
and download useful resources. Tune in next week for more I've Been Thinking, Cam's Coaching.